wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Fuad and I are very excited today to have our very dear and awesome and gorgeous friend, Kim Morrison, with us. Hi, Kim. Woo! Hello, you gorgeous beings. <laughs> we're going to have so much fun. Uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. I'm so well, excited. I- I'm so excited, Joe. Like, I feel like I've known Kim all my life. I met her just a few weeks ago. When was it? When, when we were in Toowoomba. That was yeah, last month yeah. or something. About and, a month. Oh, my God. Kim and I like are like old and best friends by now. It's just, <laughs> it's just crazy. And I told both of you months ago that you would love each other. Yeah. I think it was it was that wasn't it? Joe sort of brainwashed us, Kim. Ah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I don't think it's because you're one of the most amazing people I met. I think it's because <laughs> Joe said that I was going to love you. So there we go. <laughs> it was, it was uh, meant to be. <laughs> oh, I love you both. Love you both. Oh, we've had we've had a bit of fun lately. So we've done the um, cafe opening in Toowoomba, and Kim and Fuad and I all spoke there, and then we had the. The Wellness Summit just passed and we all spoke there and hung out. So, yeah, we've been been around together a bit, haven't we, lately? Yeah, it's been really special, actually, because I think all of our genuine love of um, sharing our messages and obviously meeting amazing people and and that they come up to you and go, oh, my gosh, you know, we follow you all. And it's just it's a real privilege to sit alongside of you guys and it's a real privilege to be a part of a wellness community that are all focused on the greater good for all. And I think it's a real honour to be a part of it. It is. We had a lot of fun at the um, podcast awards too. So we, we haven't mentioned that on the podcast yet. Oh, no. We That's need fine. to say that. Oh, my God, you have to announce yes, it. it. We won awards. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> awards. It was two awards. Yes, very yes, amazing. Yeah, it was. We- Joe Within won the favourite podcaster award as voted by, uh, by everyone that follows us, which was Woo-hoo. amazing. Thank and you, uh, she did a, had a beautiful speech and uh, she was wearing an amazing dress as well. So it was great that she won <laughs> so she could show, showcase her beautiful dress and be in the spotlight. And that was fantastic. Except my then, hair was bad. So that's well, okay. it's the, <laughs> the water in Melbourne. The Melbourne it's water. Oh, Shocking. It's the worst. Even my hair was just terrible. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, no, it was good. And then we won the favourite podcast as well as voted by you guys. So thank you so much. Fuad and I both got to take a trophy home, so that was fun. <laughs> and you it's both amazing. deserved it too, the amount of work that you guys do and how much you give. It's it's just such a nice thing for your followers to acknowledge that. And I think it's, it's, it's wonderful that you're sharing it, but I think more importantly it's wonderful that you keep doing what you're doing because so many people need the support these mm. days, particularly around nutrition and self-care and well-being and health. So yeah. so keep it up, you two amazing beings. We oh, love you both. Thank you. Well, and, we're definitely going to keep it up because, yeah. like, we're doing the thing that we just love to do, which is yeah. talk. So it's yeah, so exactly. funny that you get an award for that, like you're talking. <laughs> someone says, hey, you talk well. Here, have an award. It's sort of like yeah, you, you eat your food nicely. Here, here's a trophy. And it's so strange. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny, isn't it? It's really it funny. I was thinking a few, like about a year or so ago, um, the podcast was on the verge of finishing because Leah had to stop um, because she moved away and it was like she sort of said, oh, I think we should probably stop. And I was like, oh, 
do I, don't I? And I thought, no, I'm going to keep going. And then Fuad said, I'll come and help you. So it was so oh. good. It gave it a whole new lease of life. So thank you, Fuad. Oh, love it. It's, it's good to come back to it. Yeah. And, um, we yeah. were starting it together, but then it, yeah, Fuad went and got busy with restaurants and things. So selfish. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's all good oh, now. Now it's how it's meant again. to be. But, um, and Kim, did you guys win an award too? I'm pretty sure you did. No, no, we didn't win an award, but we just oh, had the privilege to um, surely, present awards. You surely deserved hey. one. <laughs> oh, look, I loved being able to present yeah. the awards to the wellness guys. I mean, they was, have worked phenomenal, yeah. and it was just nice to to be able to be at the at the the podium to yeah. acknowledge the work that they do so I think it was it was a brilliant night it was such yeah, it was a good. they've done so much those guys yeah, and I think you'll agree to be part of that whole wellness couch is is again a privilege you know yeah. it's such a nice space to be with and we, it's like friends everyone thinks that we're working but yeah it's it's like we all get together to actually such a buzz catch up. <laughs> yeah such a buzz mm. well um we want to get started with your story if you can just sort of talk to us about what you do I forgot to introduce you properly so um I will have a blurb that, that's Kim Morrison's <laughs> introduction job no um, surely not everyone's Kim how about you just tell oh, your story Kim <laughs> <laughs> you divine too um well you know I, uh, it depends where you want me to go I mean you know as a young girl I, I've always been into sport and health and didn't really know much about it except that I was fortunate enough to get to state level with netball in New Zealand grew up there had a solo mum really bring us up from the age of nine and, you know, she was not, it wasn't like we were wealthy or anything. So her philosophy of meat and three veg probably wasn't such a bad philosophy um, in today's world. And she couldn't afford the um, packaged foods that were becoming very, um, you know, vogue in those days. And our odd treat was those tin spongy puds that used to boil on the stove. So that was kind of like our, our odd treat. Um, but then, you know, at the age of 19, I was working in travel and won a trip to Perth. And um, it was amazing. It just opened my whole world to traveling. And so I actually quit my job and did everything, sold everything and moved moved to Melbourne on a one-way ticket in 1987 and it was because of a man that I was there who I ended up marrying years later but we um we had a three-week kind of sojourn Danny was in the New Zealand cricket team and I got to travel with him and the team which was quite an unusual situation in itself to be traveling with all these celebrities and whatnot in the sporting world but then um we went our separate ways and it was whilst I was in Melbourne that you know there's never any accidents in life and I was working in a gymnasium and right now next to the gymnasium in Melbourne was a natural therapies college. And I just kept looking at it thinking, oh, I want to go in there. And on this particular day, there was a sign out the front that said a 10-week massage course for $180. And sorry, it was $160. I had $180 in my bank account and I walked in and signed up. And um, I'll never forget it. But that 10-week course became three and a half years of diploma after diploma and interest after interest. And I think many of your listeners will agree that the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. So I, um, I just went on this real passionate journey of finding 
finding everything I could about nutrition, health, exercise, um, exercise science. I did um, homeopathical therapy, and then, but my main subject that I absolutely loved was aromatherapy, and it was all around the sense of smell. And I think what really lit me up about it was the two women that I I followed, and that I was really is I just wanted a piece of what they had. And most people that you meet that are into oils or plants and things like that, you kind of see that they've got this, I don't know, they just have this kind of energy about them. They love it. And I think it's because it's our way of connecting to Mother Nature, to Mother Earth. And I find it really important in this day and age in particular where we're all so busy and we're running around and usually as women we're looking after everybody else and our own self-care goes to the bottom of the list. And so I try and teach people, I guess, on how to use those oils in a daily way but in a real simple, quick way so that you're not having to spend hours, you know, doing um, some sort of home spa treatment. And I guess from the – sorry – that's right. I was just going to interrupt and say I really love how your focus is to help people to acknowledge um, their own beauty and strength and to take care of themselves. And um, that's what you've really done so well with in 28. Oh, well, it was, you know, thank you for that because it's, it's, they say we teach what we need to learn the most. Mm. And I kind of thought, if that's the case, wow, you know, I, I really do. And it does keep me accountable. You know, it does make sure that I don't say the negative things that I wouldn't want my daughter to be saying. And it makes me very accountable that when I go, you know, if I go into blame game or victim Mm. or pity party, you know, that I don't stay there for long or, you know, it's really important, I think, that, that we really do walk the talk um and I think that's what happened for me about you know when I did move over here um with my husband um Danny and I got back together in 1991 and back in New Zealand and then we had this wonderful marriage a celebrity life I was a wag um for many years we're on the cover of magazines it was kind of a very different lifestyle and very unusual but but also very appreciative I'll you know I'll never forget him saying this will come to an end and I will be put on the junk heap of life and no one will know who I am and and he wasn't saying it for for pity he was just saying this isn't isn't normal this isn't normal so um we did we had a great life and he retired and when he was 31 and we started a family and I think it was when I was pregnant actually um, with my first child that it really struck me about chemicals so what I was Mm. eating what I was putting into my body um you know these things called Olivio that they marketed as an olive oil butter when I started looking at the ingredients olive oil was hardly even in it and it just started making me question everything and then because of Danny and who he was we got sent a whole lot of beautiful gifts from people like it really was amazing what people would send to us and without being awful a lot of it was mainstream pharmaceutical kind of products and I started looking at the ingredients on these everyday products and I was like, I don't want my children, I don't want this on their skin, I don't want this in their bodies. So I think that's where the investigation started was when I was pregnant. Mm. Mm. Quite often the way starts with our kids, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It is scary, really. Like when, once you start really looking at, at those labels, like you just go, oh my God, there's like 500 ingredients in this one thing. How did they get all this stuff in there? And what's it going to do to me? Mm. And it's like super scary. Like all, all these things where they just uh, advertise just the natural ingredient on the, like the, the packaging itself. And then you flip it around and you see a million things. It's, um, 
it's something that makes you really want to go back to the, the basics, to go back to the things that, um, you know, without the fillers, without the additives, without all these uh, things that we don't even know how to pronounce. So, um, so was this part of the journey towards 28, Kim? Like, how did, how did it evolve from there? Yeah, well, I think, you know, whilst I, when I had my second child, I was asked to write an article for a magazine in New Zealand and on essential oils. And so I started writing this article and then I rang my girlfriend, Fleur, and I said, oh my gosh, I've got an idea. And she said, what? And I said, we need to write a book. And she went, okay, as all good friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it, (laughs) Fleur? I knew you two would appreciate it. So we put a proposal together and I couldn't believe it. We got turned down. I was just horrified that we didn't accept it. Um, you rejected? Yes. Oh, oh, that's not, yeah. I was very upset yeah. with it. But then I said to Fleur as we walked out of there, I said, you know what, Harry Potter, her his author got turned down Um you know, nine times before she was accepted. You know, we've got eight to go before we give up. And <laughs> it was beautiful. We walked out of there and we went to the next publisher and they signed us on the spot oh, and wow. gave us a check. So well, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty good because most people don't just get it in two goes. No. So mm. we, and I think that was really, I, I didn't take that for granted either. Mm. And so we, we launched our first book in 2001 called Light Chocolate for Women. Mm. And we were signed to these publishers for th- uh, six years. So we did three books over those six years or five years. Oh. And, um, and we had a really, really amazing journey. Um, we were told we wouldn't sell more than one or 2,000 copies mm. because it was such a niche topic in essential oils. And we ended up selling 8,000 copies mm. in the first three months of that book. Wow. That's awesome. So we were really excited about that. And then, you know, we went into the next topic, which was like the first book was like Chocolate for Women, which was all about indulging in everyday aromatherapy and self-care. The second book, Like an Apple a Day, was all around mind, body and skin because Flew was a beauty therapist and my passion around oils and the body and health. And and that book went okay, not as well as like Chocolate for Women, but it was still a general book. But then the third book we wrote was about face, um, which was how to look and feel 10 years younger naturally and that's when we really started investigating skincare products and and I think that's when we aligned ourselves to a couple of companies and different aromatherapy companies and we really enjoyed working with companies that had the same values then I said to Fleur and you two will love this I had the idea that that we needed a television show so I then approached um, TVNZ, the main network in New Zealand, and, of course, they said no. And so I decided the best way to handle this was perseverance and constant nagging. And so for six months I hounded them around the TV show. And finally the head of programming called us in and she said, I've got some great news. Um, we've got your slot. It's going to be 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Wow. Um, which, That's exciting. So, yeah, so we had our own TV show and just at the end of the meeting. I didn't even I, know you had a TV show. Well, I turned around at the end of the end of the meeting and I said, oh, my gosh, so who's our sponsor? You know, because that's what we were waiting on. We needed a, a, a big sponsor. And she said, oh, it's really exciting. It's L'Oreal. And <laughs> oh. I just went, oh. oh and she goes, she goes, what do you mean? Oh, and I mean, oh, well, I don't think they'll like what we say. And I don't think, and she goes, oh, no, you won't be able to say the things that you say. But, <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, you know, she told yeah, us to think about it. falls into your boots. It did. And you know what? We sat there. We, we, I knew straight away as we walked to the car, I said, we can't do it. But she made us go away and think about it for 24 hours. And we rang the next day and we turned it down. So 
you know, I just Good I just felt really strong about our yeah. values now and our ethics and what we could and couldn't say. And, and I didn't want to put a company down, which I would have probably wanted to do in that situation. And and I just didn't believe in a lot of what they were doing. So um, it was around that same time that we, Danny's sister, my sister-in-law tragically took her life after a psychotic episode. And it was probably the start of a downfall of a lot of things. So I think we lived in this beautiful bubble that we had two healthy, beautiful children. We had an amazing marriage. We had a beautiful home that we were close to paying off. You know, we had three books to our name. We were traveling and speaking. Like, the world couldn't be more perfect, really, when I think about it. And then, unfortunately, around this time, not only did my sister-in-law die, but um, we lost our house in a property deal that went really wrong. And it was just one of those awful things that occurred. And... Um, and, and at the same time, and I'm sure, Fouad, you'd appreciate this, but for my husband in particular, he went into his own world of pain, not only around losing his sister, but he'd now lost his career as a cricketer. He'd also now just lost his house that he'd spent 20 years saving for and building up towards. And I think in his world it was like, well, what? who am I? And whereas I went into oh, my gosh, we've still got our health, we've still got our marriage, we can do this, we're young enough to rebuild, we can do this. And it was interesting watching the two dynamics. And then I think through that my poor husband didn't want to talk to me about the pain he was in and he didn't want to let me down with his words years later. And so he slowly and quietly went into a, a bit of a world of depression, which he talks openly about. And because of my you know, high energy and, and probably a little bit more of a bubbly positive outlook on life, I would override his his um, his feelings. I didn't mean to do it in a way of not accounting for them, but it was more about keeping him up rather yeah. than overriding him. And in the end, it just got so bad. So many things get going wrong. His dad tried to take his life. We, you know, we lost a, a computer crashed with a court case we had on it around the property. We had. I just can't begin to tell you so many things went wrong. And in the end, I just, I remember sitting there and just going to my counsellor, I, I don't think I can take any more. And she said, I'm surprised you're still standing. So I said to her, I just feel like I need us to get out of here. And I texted my beautiful friend, Cindy O'Meara, who was over here and on the Sunshine Coast. And I said to her, you know, what are you up to? We're thinking, I'm thinking maybe it's time for a change. You know, maybe in September, this was in the May of 2006. And I said, you know, maybe in September we might move over your way. And she said, oh my gosh, she came back straight away. Oh my gosh, uh, the tenants in our house in the Lullabar are moving out on the 30th or 31st of August. The house is yours. And all of a sudden, everything just started aligning for us to move to Australia. And Danny was really excited. And I think for the two of us, we just needed to extract ourselves from all the things that felt like were going so wrong in our world. It was no one's fault. It was it was just a cascade of events, one after the other, that was just, you know, really pushing us both to the brink. So we moved over here in 2006 and um, I left my business and my writing and Fleur and everything behind and we got over here and um, I didn't know Danny still was feeling very down even though he was putting on a brave face and it was about a year after being here and after working for Cindy that I decided it was time that I started doing something else again for us and 
uh, Fleur decided she was going to move over here as well. So mm-hmm. when she got here, I said, how about we relaunch Like Chocolate for Women? No one's seen it here. We'd self-published a book with her and Cindy and another girl, Rachel, over here on the coast called Read My Lips, and we learned all around the art of self-publishing. So we launched Like Chocolate for Women, and it was a fascinating journey uh, in 2009. And at the same time, I was going, wouldn't it be great if we could launch our own aromatherapy range? Now, for 10 years, 8, 9, 10 years, I'd been looking for a, a supplier, manufacturers, and looking for people to do a skincare and aromatherapy range. And mm. you'll both appreciate this. There was just no one offering what we were looking for. And they would say, oh, there's nothing wrong with parabens, or there's nothing wrong with emulsifiers, or there's nothing wrong with pegs and DEAs and TEAs, and there's nothing wrong with these colorings and small amounts never hurt anybody and that just wasn't our philosophy and so we gave up you know on looking for someone to become our manufacturer until out of the blue um as we about six months before we launched the book it was about to go to the the designers and to go to the print um i needed forty thousand dollars to do our self-publishing book and danny and i even though we'd lost our house we had another property in new zealand that we sold so we brought all that money over to the sunshine you know over to our banks here and whilst i was writing the book with Fleur and whilst we were looking at our skincare and aromatherapy range, I decided in my wisdom to put all our finances that we had left into a financial institution and um, because it seemed to have a higher interest rate, we weren't sure what we wanted to do with it. And three weeks before we launched Like Chocolate for Women and um, like uh, 28 Aromatherapy, um, the, the institution went bust. And mm. We lost everything. We lost wow. the rest of the Oh, my God. And, yeah, it was really, it was tough. And that just sent Danny right over the edge, whereas I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do here. Um, and you know what? I looked at, I'll never forget this. I was I was a bit of a mess. I, do, I will remember having a bit of a incredibly low, low point and sitting there and I just looked at Fleur and I said to her, oh, my gosh, maybe this is the universe saying give up. And she looked at me and she said, oh, maybe maybe this is the universe asking how bad do you want it and I looked at her and I oh my gosh oh my gosh so I then started putting it out there now we were Kiwis we had no assets we had no banking history we had no credit history we had nothing here on the Sunshine Coast and I remember telling a friend that had been living over here another Kiwi and she lived up in Noosa and I just said to her I just don't know what to do and she sat there and she wrote out a check for $20,000 what um she handed this sheet over and she said, I believe in you. Um, I think you can do this. Um, and that was, and we scraped and, you know, we, we faked things. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we, <laughs> we did things to get $2,000 credit cards, $3,000 credit cards. We did, we begged, borrowed, didn't steal, but we did everything we could to, to get the money together to launch 28. So it was by no means your typical launch of an amazing <laughs> business. It was very unorthodox and, um, and we were on the brink of everything. And you know what, though? We had to make it work. So three months later, we launched 28 Skin Here. This lady that um, what happened is she picked up our book from Auckland International Airport and flew to Perth, and she read our book about face all around beauty. And she happened to have a chemical-free skincare company and aromatherapy oils access in Perth and WA. And long story short, we got together, and she became our manufacturer and supplier. She had exactly the same values and philosophies. So it's interesting, isn't it? We were looking mm. for someone for nearly 10 years, and then this person just rings us out of the blue. So That's what happens, I, isn't it? It amazes me every time. 
I know, I know. So we launched 28 Skincare and I had our vision and our dream that it would be in David Jones within three years, an amazing retail brand and the number one aromatherapy company in the Southern Hemisphere within five years. That was the vision. And it was on the night that we launched 28 Skincare in November 2009 that a lady came up to me and said, would you come out to Toowoomba? This is why I love going out to Toowoomba. (laughs) Would you come out to Toowoomba and would you do a a talk to all my friends? And we just said, yeah, why not? So we drove the three hours out to Toowoomba and she had 36 women, her friends and close friends and acquaintances sitting in her lounge room and we did what we called a three-hour sparkle event, just a three-hour workshop on self-care around oils and chemical-free living. (laughs) And mm-hmm. we sold six and a half thousand dollars worth of product. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we were driving, and I just said to Fleur, "Oh my gosh, this is so not a retail brand. This is not going into David Jones. This is a in-home party plan business. This is a women need to touch, feel, and smell this product. Oh my gosh!" And so our business plan did a massive three hundred and sixty degree turn overnight, and um, and then we built it into what it is. And you know, fast forward a couple of years, sadly Fleur's marriage broke down, and she had to go back to New Zealand. And I did take on another partner who was brilliant with the money and taught me a lot of things over two years. And then that that changed. And then three years ago, I officially owned twenty eight myself and Yay. have taken it to another whole level again with the launching of things like education programs and things like that so oh, it yeah, just seems to be taking off it just seems to be taking off so much in the last couple of years so proud of you kim oh, you're awesome all right so kim um my uh, first direct contact with your products was actually quite recent for me i was in toowoomba uh, for the food for life opening and um, I was starting to get really sick and I was feeling really tired and I had to book dinner for 60 people and um, of course as you're sort of going downhill and you're trying to cook for everyone um, like the the added stress and anxiety just was throwing me out. I was going like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm on my own. I don't have any helpers. The, the guys on, in the kitchen don't know the food. So I was starting to stress out. And I mentioned that to Jen, who uh, who works there, and she goes, "Oh, you've got to try this stuff." And then she grabs a bottle of uh, de stress and revive, and she starts mm-hmm. spraying me with this. I'm like, "What's she doing?" <laughs> and, uh, and and you know, always a skeptic. Of course, like this is one of those things that men you know, always have these ideas. I'm I'm generalizing here, but you know, like something about aromatherapy seems a little bit too feminine for us to take seriously somehow. Uh, And, um, but like the experience was undeniable. I was like, just so I felt great. I felt like within just a few minutes, I was just completely back into work, feeling really good. I just kept this bottle next to me and every few minutes I reached out for it and just started spraying. So, you know, most of the food tasted like this, which is not a bad thing. But, but I was just so impressed with it. And just the, there's some, it just worked on so many levels. Like the, um, the way that aromatherapy works, just like it seems to work at like the scent and conscious level and also works at a biological level. And that was just having that such a strong experience of that, which is an odd thing for a chef who works with smells and tastes and things like that to have not really seriously considered mm-hmm. um, the power of such things before. So, uh, I'm just really now getting 
becoming fascinated with aromatherapy and uh, essential oils and the power that they have uh, to unlock these uh, abilities to heal and to regulate our mood within us. And it's just fa- I'm co- completely fascinated. But I would like to get a bit more uh, details from you on how these things actually work uh, within our biology. What, what is the mechanism? What happens when we use them? Yeah, they're very powerful, aren't they? And I think it's such a a wonderful thing to to call into nature. If you think about it, essential oils are extracted from plants, herbs, roots, leaves, flowers, fruits, and they are considered the life force or the energy or the blood of the plant. And if we really think about it, and you'll both appreciate this, that without plants we wouldn't be here. And if you really acknowledge the vibration, the healing and the energy that plants give off and most of us don't even pay attention to it most of us don't even think about it we look at it as a food or a nice tree or something in the garden or a painful lawn we have to mow occasionally but when you really think about it and if you understand the spiritual evolution of plants and when you really tap into their majesty and the way that they are incredibly robust and then if you read books like The Secret Life of Plants which talk about the the way plants communicate and if you then talk I've got a a friend who happens to have a PhD in plant physiology and uh, we interviewed him on our podcast Mm. and he's become a close friend and when you listen to the way the roots communicate when there's danger and you listen to the way that flowers will work and look towards the sun at certain times and and even plants can communicate, and this might sound a bit woo-woo, but if you if you read The Secret Life of Plants, they measured up. There was two plants sitting in a room and there was a group of people and one of them was chosen as the murderer as such to kill one of the plants and the other plant was then tied up to a electrode, some sort of mechanism that was reading it. This is not woo-woo. This, is, this was scientifically <laughs> all measured. And when the scientifically measured woo-woo. When the person came into the room that had murdered the other plant, as as such, the reaction and the feedback of the electromagnetic feedback of this plant proved that this person had done the damage. It was just like, uh, you have to read it to understand it, but it was really, it It really made me, yeah, and it made me really think about plants, you know, about 18 years ago when I read that. And then you oh, I've, got to, I've got to share this with you. This is crazy yeah. because it's sort of in line with, with what you're talking about. Um, I, I love uh, mushrooms, actually. I think mushrooms are fascinating. And, um, you know, with uh, they sort of connect the root systems of a forest, like uh, the mycelium, which is the underground part of the mushroom. Uh, it connects all the plants within the forest together. And they could be, you can have two trees that are around 10 kilometers away connected through mycelium with their root oh, system. Yes. And the mycelium will, if one tree is sick, it will go to a tree up to 10 kilometers away, grab nutrients that the other tree needs to heal itself and bring it over to the tree on the other side of the hill. Like that (laughs) that just blows my mind. So (laughs) So you see, it's not so woo-woo. Scientific woo-woo, but not so (laughs) woo-woo. So, yeah, it was really through that that I started to appreciate even more, even though I'd studied aromatherapy 10 years before that. Then I started looking at it at another level again. And so the way that, you know, if you think about it in today's busy world, we all feel better. Most people will, I I haven't found anyone yet that doesn't agree with me on this, but when you walk barefoot on grass or when you go to a forest or when you're walking in the mountains or when you're at the beach, Mm -hmm. you know, you just 
feel better. No matter how down you are, you feel better. It's that wonderful ability for us to connect in with Mother Nature and for her to feed our soul and vice versa for us to become more grounded. So it was like in today's busy world, how do we do that on a, you know, when we're under fluorescent lights, when we're traveling in big cities, when we're constantly in planes or, you know, driving or whatever it is. And so when you think about it, the power of smell is a very underrated um, sense. We no longer need it for, for danger. We don't really use it for hunting or for any of those sorts of things anymore. And we don't even realize it, but people, even though we do on one level, we, we used to use it to really hunt out the, the opposite sex and mm. to, to find out who was going to make good babies. That's ultimately what our sense of smell is there for because we all let off things called pheromones. And these pheromones, when you visually see someone, so for a man to see broad hips and big boobs, that that's going to make a good mother, you know, yes. and for us to see strong shoulders and <laughs> strong legs and great glutes, you know, we know that that's going to be a strong hunter for our babies. So, yes, there's the visual, but then what would happen when you come into the space or into that inner circle of that person, when you got close to them, when you hugged them, when you said hello, the pheromones then did the talking to say on a genetic level that we would make good babies. And that is a measurement none of us can ever um, control. You have no idea why you fall head over heels with somebody or why you instantly connect with somebody. There's so many factors, but I truly believe one of it is the fact that on a genetic micro cellular level when we touch and are in each other's space where we can smell one another there is a chemistry that occurs and I'm not just talking sexual I'm talking about friends you know yourself yeah. Joe when you had a baby and I'm sure when both of you have held your newborn mm. you can't chemically say what's going on you just know mm. that there is a reaction with the smell of that child yeah. so for me so, okay, right, when, when I met you and within like 20 seconds like we were hugging and then just stop, <laughs> couldn't stop hugging for like the the rest of the time was it just oh, because please. you had all these essential oils on you but that's why people wear perfume and aftershave to trick or to to yeah. give out a signal that, that they're good enough but I say why use a chemical substance oh, exactly. that's got probably between three and six hundred chemicals in it that everybody else smells the same wearing why not use gifts from nature that when mm. you put these oils onto your skin your pheromones react with them and you have your own odor with that beautiful plant so it's a I lovely so lovely way and it, I think it um really backfires if you're relying on the chemical ones anyway because a lot of us are so sensitive to those chemicals now I know for me it makes me feel really sick if I smell someone with mm -hmm. the chemical perfumes and aftershaves and things. I actually feel physically sick and I get a headache. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, and we're becoming more sensitive to those smells so. too, and particularly yeah. our children. Mm. So, yeah, so smell, aromatherapy works in two ways, predominantly obviously through our sense of smell. When you inhale an aroma, those um, molecules travel up the olfactory system, they hit the limbic part of the brain, and then via the hypothalamus and, and the central nervous system, we can release chemicals and endorphins within three to four seconds depending on what the constituents are that we've inhaled. So, you know, if you've inhaled something like lavender, which has many high constituents that are very soothing and calming, your body will have a more soothing, calming reaction to it, as opposed to something like peppermint, which can give you a pep or a pick-me-up because of the high levels of, of menthol in it. So, you know, our brain's very clever, and it's also the one therapy that crosses the blood-brain barrier instantly. So I just, it's so magical. And then the other way that it 
Yeah, and the other way that it works is on the skin. So when we place an oil onto the skin via the hair follicle, it's absorbed into the circulatory system, travels around the body via the, the blood, and then within four to six hours we excrete it through our urine, breath, or sweat. And so it's dynamic. It's, mm. it's fast acting, but it's also very dynamic and it leaves the body the way nature intends for it to leave, not through the liver having to work its butt off to mm. digress and, and to digest and understand what all these chemicals are. That's so a good point. it's a very potent therapy. Mm. So we're talking about really small amounts of this stuff that can have such a profound impact on us. So it really goes to illustrate to us if we um, we just consider the mainstream perfumes and oils and things that could have um, the, not the best quality ingredients in them, that means that we're going to be pay, paying some form of tax in our biology to actually get them out of our system, even though they could be in such small concentrations, correct? Exactly. And and the research that's out now is you only have to have, it's almost like picturing for some people, our sensitivities are so high. If you can imagine one teaspoon of a chemical in a big Olympic sized pool, that is enough to have a reaction in some people's bodies and yeah. negatively. And not only that, my question is always around the accumulation effects. Exactly. So you're telling me there's only a small amount of these so-called questionable chemicals and products in these skin, hair or cosmetic products, and yet what's happening? The liver doesn't know what to do with parabens. It doesn't know how to break down DEA or pegs or anything like that. So, it, And as for the word perfume or fragrance, you know, we know that there's around 300 chemicals alone just in that word because of the thing, a group of chemicals called phthalates. And the body responds with phthalates in such a sensitive way mm. and it's a known obesogen. So for a lot of people, they wow. can be doing really well with their food, they can be doing really well with their, they think they're doing really well with their exercise and yet they cannot lose weight and it could be because they're using chemicals in their sunscreen, their hair care products, their perfume, their deodorant, their moisturisers, that this group of chemicals called phthalates, which is a now known classified obesogen, wow. it sits in the fatty deposit of the body and it does not want the fat to go so it holds on and maintains the fat in the body that's so fascinating. fascinating i didn't know that mm -hmm. wow mm -hmm. so yes and obesogens has only been coined in the last six years mm -hmm. and M msg is another one is another known obesogen okay. so is nicotine mm -hmm. um you know so there's a number of them that are very um they're very well well known uh, obesogen. So yes, the chemistry behind all of this is huge, but I think if we take it back to the simplicity of I feel really good when I'm in nature, mm. then why not new, use natural things? And this is where I adore what you two are about, and that is eating real whole food, mm. um, which has come from nature, eating seasonally, so eating what's in abundance at its time. There's no accident around our circadian rhythms and the seasonal languages that of plants and, and the way that they respond to the human body. Body and and there's nothing more appealing than going out to your little even if you only have a couple of pots and you put your freshly cut herbs over the top of your salad there's a virtuous feeling as well <laughs> and I think for many of us where you guys communicate through the power of food and the power of you know, I, I, I was saying this to Fuad just recently, actually, that, you know, where I love to communicate with plants and show my love language and my support of loving and honouring other people is through these 
beautiful substances called essential oils, you guys do it with food. And we know for those of us that have attended any of your classes and eaten any of the meals that you've both prepared, you know, it may have both been driven out of a, a concern around your health or, you know, a, a question around your health. But what you've both seemed to capture and encapsulate is by honouring the planet, honouring the food in which we are so privileged to have an abundance and so privileged to serve to our family and friends. You have such a, a beautiful, holistic approach to that, that when you sit down and eat a meal that's been prepared like that, I believe, and this might sound woo-woo, but the vibrational <laughs> energy, love and intention that you've put into that also is a part of not only the flavor of the food, but the feeling of the food as we digest it. So I totally agree. You know, I'm, I know um, Jude Bleroux, who was a big mentor for me with Whole Foods, she talks about the um, the different things that you need to have in your food, you know, like from nature, Whole Foods, different things. But she says deliciousness is one thing that people don't seem to take as an important part of it, but it is. And it's, part, it's to do with the love and the care that you put into it as well as the flavours brings about, you know, another aspect of the food that you serve. Yeah, but also, also like to think about, let's say, if I gave you the option now and I said, look, I'm going to give you a salad, would you like me to sort of uh, prepare it with, with love or to just sort of swear at it while, <laughs> while I'm preparing it? And you're just going, oh, give me the one done with love. Like, And you don't even have to go too far to just say that because you just know it's it's the better thing to do as a you know as something to eat like, because you don't <laughs> want to be associated with feelings of negativity or anger or that kind of stuff. And then you, you take the, the food, which is essentially like our life force this is what we uh what continues the body on on this earth and we eat this food and it makes us live another day and if you do that and you're doing it with the best intentions of, with the most amount of love possible then the result has to be different for us it has it, it, it will even at a you know without the subconscious level of the preparation and all that if you have joy associated with that food in terms of the flavor and the balance and the texture and the preparation and the origin of the ingredients and where they came from, it all adds up to creating a special experience that, that every day makes a difference for you. Besides but one thing that, you about You can't digest food properly if your stomach's very tense and so you need the well, love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, one mm. thing I'm fascinated with, uh, the whole thing, like, like I, I look at um, things from... Uh, an evolutionary perspective, let's say. So we, I look at uh, tribes who eat a natural diet that comes from their environment and they have movement that comes from their lifestyle. And then I see us uh, in the modern world, we, we're pretty much like zoo animals. We're kept in these houses and our movement is restricted. We, we hardly have any kind of real stress or fear in our life that comes through like acutely from dangers in our environment. We have more chronic stresses and things like that. But um, what we do is, we try to, with the Whole Foods movement, we try to pre-approximate uh, the eating habits of uh, people who are eating naturally from their environment without modifying it. So, you know, we eat all these Whole Foods and we try to make sure that they're nu nutrient-dense and they come from good sources. Uh, so in a way, it's an approximation uh, to what that diet is like. And then on top of that, we say, well, 
the soil is depleted, so we're going to supplement with uh, some extra stuff. We're going to take maybe some multivitamins or whatever it is that we're going to take. And then with exercise, we do the same thing. Exercise is a supplement form of natural movement for us. So we go, we're not getting enough natural movement in our day. So uh, we're going to go to the gym and sort of move around there and uh, just give our body the challenge that it requires to be healthy. But then another thing now that sort of occurred to me as you were talking about essential oils is that they are a nature supplement really because mm. we have a nature deficit so you're just you have these beautiful <laughs> concentrates that are coming from all <laughs> you know yeah so you you get the people and say well you know you're not out in nature you're not you know you're not having 24 hours a day where you're out in pristine conditions where the air is beautiful and the plants are um you know in line with your biology so let me uh, you know give you a, a supplement in that sense to make mm-hmm. your biology uh, harmonized again with uh, an environment that's not there that you're not living with but you know where you should be and um, uh, that's yeah that's a really I powerful idea because like if you, that that makes it medicinal doesn't it mm. Mm. I love that and I absolutely adore the fact that here's what is so incredible around you know over thousands and thousands of years we have healed our bodies from illness and disease and stress and things like that with the power of plants and we now have this plethora of pharmaceuticals and pharmaceutical companies now offering these these instant um, fixits if you like or yeah. they're not really just these these plasters or band-aids the one yeah the one thing that I love about the philosophy around plants is that they they have two things that pharmaceuticals don't have. One is they offer nutrition, mm. and the second thing is they also support the body to detoxify. Yeah. Now, when you compare that to a drug, mm. there is no nutrition in a drug, and if anything, drugs usually toxify or mm. create toxins in the body. So when you look at plants and how they work, they are detoxifiers and they are nutritionally sound. And I think that in itself when you think logically, is such a profound way of looking at herbs and plants and oils as healing modalities. Mm. Yeah, that's the, it's so amazing to me, like that all, all these things, like go, they go back to nature, we go back there, we just, we don't have to dig too far before we realize that, you know, this is where the answers lie, you know, we just have to um, go back to those places where we're using, we're getting rid of the chemicals and the toxic loads in our life, both in the food and in the water supply that we have and in the supplements that we use and in the essential oils that we have in our life, that they have to come into balance with our, uh, within our day-to-day because otherwise we're not living in a life that is optimized in in this world because everything is really acting against us the quality of the air is terrible the um the quality of the water is terrible so you know we're up for a battle on a daily basis so really the importance of um having these things uh, becomes more and more important every day but kim how how do you integrate uh, essential oils into your day-to-day life I really want to know this too. I want to know how you um, support your family as well with them. 
So, you know, to me, it's it's about creating micro moments. So it's like I said before, for many people, they look at it and think, oh, I haven't got time for this. I haven't got time to use oils. I haven't got time to get these things out and do all these lovely little rituals. But I'm serious. My Most of my rituals take between three seconds and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's about creating lots of micro moments and having mindfulness around those moments. So you feel like you um, for our talking simply about, you know, feeling a bit stressed in the kitchen, a bit run down, having your spritzer bottle sitting there and every however many minutes it was, every time you had a moment, there was the awareness you were having a moment, spritzing yourself, taking three deep breaths, and then you're back into it. Like that's how powerful it can be. So well, I've from been my using your energy and vitality spritzer all morning, so I'm feeling very earthy and connected <laughs> to nature. <laughs> What's in well, this one? It's so, it just smells so earthy. I don't know. It smells like being in a forest. Oh, it's a beautiful combination, it's so beautiful. isn't it? It's a, it's a beautiful number. And, you know, and there's so many beautiful, there's good brands out in the marketplace these days. So you don't just have to think, you know, just one brand or that this is the only way of what I'm talking about. You know, do your own research. Look out there for all the different opportunities. Or don't. Just go to 28 and get your stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather people were doing But I would rather people were doing it every day than worrying about which brand they should be using. Yeah. As long Ultimately, as it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's quite a so, so for so me, good. things like the, the vaporizer gets lit first thing every morning. That's my little ritual I love to do. So I go out to the kitchen, I put the candle on, I choose my blend for the day so that as the house awakes, everybody wakes up to a beautiful aroma. Um, I spritz in my bathroom. So there's not many air fresheners on the market that you can, mm. after you've been to the toilet that you can turn around and spritz the whole room and then spritz your face at the same time. Um, so that's a little nice. In the shower, I have a couple of oils sitting on the shelf in my bathroom and I'll get my loofah and I'll put a couple of drops of, say, it might be geranium or lavender onto there and I'll do a quick body loofah. So it's not taking me any extra time. I was going to jump in the shower anyway, but now I'm doing a quick all over. I'm not kidding, 15, 20 seconds. Do you do that after you shower or before? While I'm in the shower. Oh, okay. In the shower. With the water, yeah. Yeah, yeah with water. Yeah, that's and a great then, idea. Like I, mm. I put um, olive oil as like a barrier oil before I have my showers because my skin is very sensitive still to things like chlorine, even though I have a filter. And it's just a good idea to just put a few drops in there because I'm doing it anyway, so I may mm. as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and what it does is it creates again that beautiful neurochemical loop, that uh, amazing, uh, what I call an aromatic anchor to taking care of yourself. So you're using the oils to anchor in a great feeling, and we know that smell triggers emotions like nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'm sure both of you can smell a certain smell, and it transports you to a place and a time yeah. like nothing else. Definitely. Or actually, music can do that to you as well, but mm-hmm. certainly, smell you cannot control. So. Um, then what happens is um, I'll hop out of the shower and I do what I call my daily body boost, which you saw me demonstrate at the Wellness Summit <laughs> so every morning. And I've done this since I was 19 years of age. I've never missed a day. Wow. I always body boost every morning. <laughs> well, oils are antiseptic, antibacterial, and some are even antiviral. So as far as I'm concerned, that's like taking my nutritional or should mm. I say now my nature uh, supplement every morning. <laughs> yeah, by putting the oils on. And what a nice way to take supplements. I hate taking supplements. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful way. I'm, I'm going to really take that on for yeah. it. I love that. It's, it's my <laughs> Um And then it's I, yours. 
Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So then I um I will prepare breakfast, and sometimes I might add a drop of um, spearmint to the smoothie if I'm doing a green smoothie, or I'll do if I'm making a one of your beautiful. Oh my gosh, one of your recipes, you guys. <laughs> when I make your chocolate cake um for the, to go on lunch boxes and things like that. Uh, beautiful joe i'll add four drops of peppermint sometimes and turn that into a peppermint cake just nice. because i love the aroma or i'll do four drops of orange mm. and then maybe grate some orange into it as well to create more of a jaffa cake so i'll use them occasionally in my cooking um i only i never use more than four drops in any recipe because it's mm-hmm. it's quite strong they're, they're 100 times more concentrated than the plant that they've come from so you just want to be very aware of you can't take oils out once they're in um, and then I'll go through my day, come to work, of course. I work in a beautiful aromatherapy environment, so we have vaporizers on everywhere. I have them in my office. It's a ritual that we all light our diffusers or vaporizers. I get home, relight the diffuser or vaporizer. I set up my room now. I do a ritual every night before bed because I'm so processed and programmed um, with the amount of this and you know, you both appreciate how much it takes to write books or to mm-hmm. do talks and to prepare for all of these things that sometimes I can be a little bit too wired. So now yeah. I've started a big ritual, which is um, I'll have lavender or instant calm next to my bed and I'll do a couple of sprays of magnesium and rub that in the instant calm, two drops of instant calm into the soles of my feet. Mm-hmm. I have a vaporizer at least half an hour going in my room before I go to bed just to create that lovely, relaxed environment, turn all technology off at least half an hour before I get into bed so that there's no um, wireless, you know, the wireless feeling in the room. I'll wash my face using a drop of lavender into the sink and I'll do a lavender compress for the family or I'll go in and I always say goodnight to my kids. They've got a little spritzer next to their bed. Even though they're both teenagers, they still get spritzed every night with instant calm or big stress and revive. And that's my time where I sit at the end of the bed and just squeeze their feet and ask how their day was if they oh, haven't had much I of a do chance that to too. It's so nice. I, I do the roller bottles with the oils in the fractionated yes. coconut oil and I roll it down their oh. spine and rub it in and they love it. They love it. <laughs> yeah, they do. And the power of touch combined with the power of smell, there is nothing more healing and connecting than that, I can assure you. And I think it really helps so, them to open up to you, you know, and just talk and relax together. It's good. Yeah, and it's not often you can get your teenagers to open up. They're going through their own you know, they're, they're going through their own perhaps challenges or changes or, you know, understandings and to have you just sit there and touch and massage and mm-hmm. stroke and, you know, spritz and I just find it's – I use the oils as a tool uh, to converse yes. and sometimes that's with words or without words yep. but it's always my tool. Does that make sense? Yep, makes sense. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yes, that's how I use them every day and often I'll add a drop to my moisturiser of frankincense or palmarosa or I'll, if I've got a, a breakout, I'll add a drop of tea tree or, um, you know, myrrh. It depends. And the lovely thing about it, the more you understand around the oils, you know certain oils will help with certain things. But here's my rule for your listeners. If it smells good, you'll probably love using it. Don't worry. Don't get too hooked into the meaning or the reason or the hows and the yeah. whys. Just Make sure they're quality oils, therapeutic grade, and then make sure you get to really just in, enjoy and embrace their qualities. One thing I love to do with can my yeah. can I quickly say and one go, thing I love yeah. to do with my kids is um, like I just will get the oils out and then they'll just go through and smell different ones and they'll make their own blends and put them into the bottles with the fractionated coconut oil and 
um, like my daughter Cassia, who's just turned 13, that's her perfumes. And I see her, you know, take them and roll them on her friends and get them to try them. And it's just beautiful. It's, it's something that, um, I think everyone can work out. Like she works out blends that I would never have thought of. And I think it's, yeah. it's such a personal thing, isn't it? What you love. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what's so beautiful mm. that I don't believe there's any right or wrong necessarily in aromatherapy, mm. but so long as you remember the key rules that they're high quality, less is best, yeah. and that if you like it, you'll use it. If you don't, you won't. So yeah. it's really special. But stick to the guidelines as to the number of drops because yes. that's really important. That's you can important. overpower yep, something. That. And there are, <laughs> yes, and there are contraindications with yeah. certain oils. That some are skin active, some are phototoxic. Mm. So you've got to be careful just because it's a natural therapy doesn't mean to say, it's always 100% safe so you know don't go into it blindly but also go into it with the heart that nature intended and that is to fully embrace it and be a part of it. Where would you suggest people have a look if they need to know just the basics for that kind of thing? Look, you know, you can get basic books. You can, there's so many free things on the internet. Mm. Um, you know, at 28, we have a number of free things. When you come to our website, there's a number of articles and things written in there. You can get my ebook, My Chocolate for Women. I think it's it's under $10. So there's a whole, there's 350 pages of recipes, tips, ideas, rituals. Um, everything you want to know about aromatherapy is in that ebook alone. Mm. Um, in fact, if you want to, here's the thing. How about this? <laughs> I would be very happy to gift that to every one of your listeners. If, if I can, I'll give you a, um, I'll give you a link that maybe you can put in the show notes. But if anybody wants a, a copy of that, oh, then Kim, because I'm so passionate about people understanding its powers, then how about we do that for you, and then oh, they can go to that special. page and, and get a free copy of it. Oh, thank well, you. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Um, what about further education? I know you have an education course on mm. essential oils. Can you talk to us a bit about that? I think what was coming from my point of view, and, and Joe, you've been my, my inspiration and guru around this, but the more you share, the more you realise people want more, and then all of a sudden you find yourself repeating yourself, and yes. then you find yourself constantly saying the same thing to different people. And, mm. you know, I started realising that self-care has, has not been a priority for a lot of people and we've lost touch with what that means and we've become martyrs or we're becoming you know we we get ill there's more disease and illness around so from my point of view it was like how do I educate people more on how to look after themselves it mm. seems such a bizarre thing to teach but most of us have got so far removed from what that looks like that we don't even know where to start so you know I, I did I, two years ago I launched uh, what I call the health and lifestyle educator program which is a six-month online program and you have to come to the Sunshine Coast for three and a half days for the graduation and um, you get face-to-face -face training and because I'm trained in teaching people how to speak or how to find their message or I can teach people how to present whether it's in the lounge room or whether they want to do it one-on-one -on -one or if people want to add oils to their repertoire of being a kinesiologist or a naturopath or a nutritionist you know it's just giving someone an extra armor an extra mm -hmm beautiful tool to use in their therapy then that's really why I took it on mm -hmm. um, and if you happen to want to sell oils then of course there's that option and I'd love to have people in my army or tribe to support me to get the messages of self-care out there here's the interesting thing when I started 28 as I said to you not only did I want it to be in David Jones but I wanted to be the number one aromatherapy company in the southern hemisphere mm -hmm. and I wanted to change lives by doing that and 
it's funny, isn't it? The more you grow and learn and the more you become connected to your own self, the more you do your own self-work and inquiry on what it is to be here and who I am and what's my purpose and what is the meaning of all of this. And I don't know whether it's I'm getting older that I do a lot more of this Mm -hmm. or when I'm meditating, these questions come up. But for me, it was really around, you know, really honouring that um, to connect back in Sometimes we actually have to take the time to do that and that's why the rituals that I teach um, are really about connecting back into what it is that is your own personal inquiry around self and your meaning and purpose. So part of the program, even though, yes, I teach about essential oils, the real investigation is your own inquiry. What path are you on? What's the purpose? What's the legacy you want to leave? And your homework is you have to do rituals. You have to do beautiful aromatic baths or loofah showers. You have to oh, do a homework. I know, I know. There's no 3,000-word assignments or research work. It's all around the rituals. Okay, I'm doing and your course. <laughs> well, the beautiful thing about it is I started out wanting to be the number one company and now – you know what my wish is, guys, what my number one dream is and what I focus on and my mantra every day is, is I can help one woman, one mother every day turn to the powers of lavender instead of panadol. Mm. Then that's my job. That's yes. my wish. That's my Mm. And I figure if I can help one home at a time or one woman at a time find her power back in the home. So mm. if I really down. If you think about it, the role of a woman, this is my own personal work and I'd love you guys to, to help me if you think you feel the same, but I truly believe that the role of a woman, the quintessential role of a woman is to nourish and nurture. Mm. So so when we're at our best is when we're nourishing our family and nurturing our family. That's what yeah. we do ultimately, intrinsically, innately the best. And men, when they're operating on all cylinders and they're doing, they are the providers and protectors. They love nothing more than to, to be the, the provider of safety, health, wellness, money, whatever it is, a home, but they also love to know that they have the power to protect what's important to them. Now, I'm not saying that women can't protect and, and, and provide, and I'm not saying that men can't nourish and nurture, but when we really step into the truths of the roles of what it is to be a man and a woman and we honour those roles, mm. then it doesn't matter if sometimes they cross over. But yeah. ultimately... Um, and I heard Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride say yes. so succinctly that if women could get back in the kitchen, not only will they heal their families, but they can ultimately heal a nation. Yes. So that's what really made me think about if I can help a woman use lavender instead of Panadol, then maybe I'm going to help teach women to use their innate power, their innate knowledge, their innate language of civilizations, of DNA of amazing women before us that have healed their families through the power of plants mm-hmm. and nutrition, and that ultimately lights my fire like you wouldn't believe. Oh, so, me too. That is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and it is long overdue, Kim, this mm. uh, return to accepting that these things are how the world should be shaped and how the world's energies should balance out. We've gone way too far with the like mm. the male energy of sort of protecting and providing. Like we've we've gone so far in providing that we're exhausting our natural resources like it's just gone completely mad and if we don't come back to that place of balance where uh, the the nourishment and the nurturing are prioritized as as highly then we're going to find ourselves out of balance in this world, which mm. which is the world that we live in now. So well, it's just long overdue. So many women um, want so badly to do the 
um, providing and protecting as well. And that's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, we all do a bit of that, like Kim said, but it has gotten out of balance, hasn't it? And I, I'm, I love seeing women come back to their natural, um, the, there's just the excitement of cooking and nurturing their family with good food and maybe getting out in the garden and doing the oils and all these things. It just feels so right. And it's just beautiful. Mm. And it's such a beautiful way to connect back to your own, um, whether you call it source, God, connection, whatever you want to call it, it is one of the most powerful ways I've mm. found to connect back in just by lighting a vaporizer. And, you know, when I light the candle at the bottom of that diffu- that vaporizer and I put the water in the top and I add my six drops and as I light the candle, I think about the inner sparkle um, within me. Sometimes it goes out. Sometimes it goes very dim. Sometimes we have these voices or we listen to this mm. self-sabotaging talk that we're not good enough or that we failed or that we do things that aren't appropriate or whatever. We just are in such a competitive, mm. non-creative world these yes. days that that can override where we're at or we can question our ability to heal our families and we don't trust that by having my child and doing peppermint, a beautiful cooling peppermint bath with lavender foot bath and then doing a compress on their head to bring down a temperature. You know, we're taught to believe that a temperature is bad, a high mm. temperature is bad, instead of understanding that if you listen to Dr. Libby, she talks about the 50 trillion cells that make up this extraordinary vehicle that we call a body. If you could understand all the you know, billions of chemical pathways going on inside those cells and how a temperature is to get the body so high that it burns off the bug that's there, but we quickly go, oh, my gosh, she's got a temperature. We need to give them medication to bring the temperature down. I'm not saying go silly and I'm not saying, but a mother knows. You know, mm. if you're really yes. in touch with this stuff, a mother and a father knows when it's time to call a doctor or when mm. it's time to go and see somebody with more knowledge. But most of us, you know, we all know, and I'm not just the only person saying this, doctors are saying this, that antibiotics are overprescribed. Yeah. Then you take it back to the fact that the microbiome has been so disrupted mm. with all of this. And I'm not a nutritionist, but it makes such sense to me what's going on out there and how we've abused. And as you say, Fouad, we've almost um, taken advantage of what Mother Nature and now we're raping and pillaging, for want mm. of a better word, to so-called advance ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got really weird. It's got out of hand. Mm. We've uh, also forgotten to trust that our bodies have uh, a form of intelligence that is capable of looking after itself. We can't trust our body anymore because we've just been told to trust something outside of us, like the pills and the doctors and things like that. They all have their place, of course, but our body is uh, is built to be part of this life and this planet, and it should be able to get sick and to heal. This is part of our normal. Um, you know, day-to-day living. We should expect that every once in a while we're going to be sick and then our body's going to heal from that. So we shouldn't really be rushing too quickly to suppress the body's uh, innate response to these sicknesses, um, which is uh, a really big problem because this is how our immune system learns anyway. It learns by uh, fighting off bugs, especially at, a, at an early age. Um, it, so that as we, we grow older, we're more resilient. Yeah, And I think what I love about you two is what you are offering, and particularly with your new book that I'm so excited about coming out next year. But I think (laughs) what's really exciting about that is you are teaching 
people to get back to real whole foods and to use it not only um, nutritionally but also medicinally in my opinion and what I feel so excited and I haven't trusted my own self-worth in this is I've asked myself for many years guys you know why am I here what am I doing how do I make a difference what's the legacy I want to leave and it only hit me since I've been a part of this wellness group with you sweetheart that it you know the place that I have here is to support people from the outside you know what beautiful tools can we use and what rituals can we use with those tools to connect us back to again the biorhythmical cycles of nature and as she intended as we're healing and nutritionally and with nourishment from the inside and I think together they are such powerful synergies so so yes I sell essential oils but ultimately I truly believe uh, they're just the tools I sell self-care I (laughs) sell I'm just a professional reminder of what people already know they need I'm just there to remind you of that innate knowing so yeah that's that's where I feel my job and my role and my business has become it's certainly more than just what I figured at first was just to become the number one essential oil (laughs) company in the southern hemisphere but but you also help people get over that kind of stigma of of, uh, self-care being an indulgent thing to do like as if you know this is something that uh, you know you're privileged if you can do it or uh, instead of it being something that is necessary for your own health and well-being and um, can you sort of elaborate on the attitudes that you've seen over the years of what people uh, consider self-care to be and how that's changing do you know, I think a lot of people have, um, like you say, have seen self-care as an indulgent or that they've got to go to spas or they've got to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And, and whenever I say to people in my talks, you know, tell me the two biggest reasons why people don't look after themselves and the two biggest excuses I get are time and money. Yeah. But it wouldn't probably matter which question I ask. That's the same answer. <laughs> yeah, that's people. Um, that's food as well. Us, yeah. <laughs> And so I say, well, I think that's BS, actually. I think it's the fact that you don't make it a priority. That's all. And that's what we say about food as well. (laughs) Yeah. So to me, it's – and how I give the example on this is – If all your listeners were listening to this right now and they were like, oh, I'd love to eat organic and whole and I'd love to cook the way Fouad and and Joe cook and, oh, Kim, it sounds lovely to do a massage every single morning that takes you 30 seconds and all of that, but I just just don't have the time and money. If I turned it around and said... I want you to think about somebody that you really, really love, someone that really matters to you. It could be your children, it could be your partner, it could be your mom, it could be someone that you just absolutely adore and can't imagine life without. Now, if I said to you that their lives, their health depended on you for one whole year to have a massage a week, to make sure you cooked at least three recipes out of Fouad and Joe's book, (laughs) to make sure that you body boosted every single morning and to ensure that you lit a diffuser every single day, their health depended on you doing that, I can promise you we would find the time and money to do it. Nothing would stop us from doing that. So my question, therefore, is, is what is your why? What is the... What's your why that's going to have you look after yourself? Do you have to get sick? Do you have to get a, you know, do you have to have a terrible accident to wake you up? Do you have to get an illness that challenges your perception on your mortality? Do you have to get this? Do you have to get a bomb put underneath you to wake up to what a privilege it is to have a body that moves? You know, when I hear women say, oh, I'd love to wear that, but I'm so fat now I can't wear it. I just go, are you kidding me? You know, you don't like your legs because they're fat and yet, there's, I've got a friend right now who fell off her bed, broke her leg in three places and has had her leg amputated. I can oh, assure wow. you 
she would give anything to have a leg back, fat mm-hmm. or not. So exactly. we're losing the the concept of what it is to have a beautiful body. We've lost mm-hmm. touch with what it is to actually honour our health and it's become such a plastic um, market marketing-driven world that we've, we've forgotten what it means to truly love ourselves sick. Mm, it's really good. Well, we should Joe, probably finish up. I love this podcast. Yeah, I love so it I don't too. Know. I, let's go on for three three more hours. Well, well you guys have got, it. <laughs> got another <laughs> podcast to do yet. So. <laughs> yes, oh. I'm on Kim and Cindy's podcast. It's, I feel uh, so relaxed right minutes. now. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like I've got my oils all around smelling beautiful. And you know, it just, it just, I, I just feel really, really. I want to go for a walk in the rainforest now. <laughs> I know, right? And if you can't, put on focus and clarity. But I can. The <laughs> but I can. The rainforest is right next to me. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. you know the one thing I'll say. Just if if you do light a vaporizer, just find little quotes or mantras or find little affirmations or something that you can say to anchor it in. So for me, every day when. I'll finish up with this, but for every morning that I light the the vaporizer and I light that candle, I just look at the flickering light and I say that beautiful Chinese proverb, which is, if there's light in the soul, there's beauty in the person. If there's beauty in the person, there is harmony in the home. If there's harmony in the home, there is order in the nation. If there's order in the nation, there is peace in this world. You know, ultimately, self-care comes back to your self-responsibility. It is your divine responsibility. There is no one that will do it to you or for you. And particularly as a parent and a working mum or dad, ultimately, without your health and wellness, you know, you'd pay anything to get it. But rather than look at it that way, why don't you just embrace what it is, what you've got right now? And if you can use beautiful tools from nature, amazing whole food, then I think you're, you're pretty well sorted and it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And it's like you say, if you cu- if you want to fill other people's cup, you've got to fill your own first. So you can't yeah. give without giving to yourself. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful ideas and thoughts and so many good tips. Thank you so much, Kim. Oh, my Thanks absolute you, pleasure. And, and thank you both. The, the difference you're making, I'm not just saying this, I am in awe of you both and I know all of your listeners and followers are truly excited that you've come together and you know, you're both remarkable and, and I feel very privileged to be here. So thank you. Oh, well, we feel thank very you, privileged Kim. too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Hope you have an awesome day and continue on with all the Excited! All the, I don't know. I just feel so happy and peaceful right now. I hope it continues. On you can't. You can't. Yeah. I can't say even. Word. Yeah, I can't it's talk. Like unnecessary. <laughs> Maybe uh, just go to sleep <laughs> in the sun. It's, it's done. You have all the information you need today. It's done. Thank you so much, Kim. We're gonna put some inf- uh, some details for Kim's website and uh, the uh, the book, the ebook, in the show notes. So make yes. sure to check that out as well. Check out her website. 28.com which is the word 20 followed by the number 8.com and um, you'll have uh, a lot of uh, hours to kill there looking at amazing products and Mm. beautiful reading resources so go check it out thanks so much guys and thanks everybody for listening see you Jojo see you Kim bye bye darling this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.